When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. I'm doing very good. How about you? I apparently need glasses because I actually didn't see the invite. I'm like, ah, he's got to be just changing or something. My bad. <laughs> it's all right, man. It's all good. Matter of fact, I got like that too, though, because I was trying to go through the show notes again, and there was like some things that I've that I thought I sent out that I didn't send out. But it's just Twitter playing tri- tricks on me. You know how that goes. Yeah, it, it, I. I... <laughs> Always blame the Russians. Yeah, and the <laughs> Volk. <laughs> yeah. All so. right. So, uh, yeah, a lot of interesting, juicy news. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, I Full disclosure, I haven't seen the boys at all. Uh, okay. But um, I, I'm pretty uh, curious to see what you, uh, what, what you say. Oh, I cannot wait to get sweaty in this episode, man. I, I'm psyched up about it. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. So... Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I actually have Luby with me today. Say hello to everyone. Yes. Woo, woo. How you doing? <laughs> My favorite Canadian is back. I'm actually happy to have him back on the show again. So oh, It's my pleasure, always, uh, like always, to be on. I'm glad to actually have you on. And this is actually going to be something a little bit different. I've been doing my 31 Days of Horror, and I actually took a little bit of a break on Monday, and I gave you guys a little bit of an action movie with Shia LaBeouf in it, and that movie was The Tax Collector. So now we're just doing some movie news, and last night you actually got a little taste of me with my horror review for Wolf's Creek. So now we're doing a little bit of movie news, which is something I'm actually excited about, just take a little bit of a break from horror movies and talk about something more of the present. So for today's episode, we're actually going to be talking about Dexter. It's actually got revised and I cannot wait to actually talk about this either because now it's back again. And then season uh, three of the boys is actually happening. So I cannot wait to talk about that. And then of course, we have some sad news on the fact that AMC theaters might be on the verge of probably closing by next year. Hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then also, too, we also have some news about there's actually now my question is this with the Black Adam news that you found. Hmm. Now, is she going to be like the love interest in Black Adam or is that just up to speculation or is her stuff just under wraps? That's a lot to talk about. Uh, I can't wait to see what we uh, we think. Okay, so we're just going to do a little speculation piece and everything, leave that a little bit of a mystery box. And then we have a little bit of Matrix news, uh, what, Matrix 4. We have one of the Chukowski sisters winds up, winded up uh, taking on ComingSoon.net, and she said that it's going to uh, shape and mold into a new technology and stuff like that for the matrix i cannot wait to talk about that Hmm. and also too there's actually some walking phoenix news that just dropped just recently holy shit we have a lot of shit to talk about man (laughs) yeah like man this just happened in five minutes that walking phoenix news all right he's 
no, 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 no. Don't tell me. I want to be surprised. We'll, we'll save the, the end because I haven't seen anything. So I want you live reactions. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to actually put, put make this a segment called Surprise Motherfucker. <laughs> hey, hey. Be more polite with a Canadian. Just say surprise. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. How rude of me. Surprise. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go on ahead and talk about Dexter. Yeah, I think you forgot to send me that piece because are we talking Dexter the show here? Yeah, Dexter's going to be coming back. Okay, um, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> All right, because I wasn't okay. sure what the hell you're talking about. In back in my mind, I was like, whoo, okay, it's, I'm excited, but yeah, what what's going to give, right? Because the last three seasons, it just, what happened, you know? Um, and the ending was so blah mm. that I really want to see a good Dexter um, season or like um, episodes, right? Because the last one we had, right. I, I found was worth it, was pretty much at season one, two, three, four. Even three was forgettable. So if they do oh. it per, uh, uh, perfectly or they have, you know, a team that knows where it's going and not just like the old team trying to shuffle back, uh, you know, old stuff and try to make it happen again. If it's a new take, I'm down. Okay. So the good news is it's a limited series. So that's not really a plus side. It's actually going to be on Showtime still. Okay. So, and then on top of that, you have Clyde Phillips, who was actually the former Dexter showrunner. He's going to be returning for the, uh, for the rival. Okay. Revival. So I don't, I, and I know that you're not too crazy about the idea of the original showrunners coming back. Yeah. Okay. That. Mm, okay. This is one of two things. Okay. It's either gonna try to be the same thing, uh, just with you know updated technology and a fresh new idea, but in the same philosophy of uh, the original series, or it's been distant enough that. You know, something original popped up. They weren't forced to be like, okay, next season, mm-hmm. what kind of car- killer do we have now, you know? It won't be something like that, I hope, because it had time to mature, find an idea that, that you know, you know, been boiling for the last couple of years. Then you might have something special. Right. I, I just hope it wasn't the studios going, hey, we need something now, COVID, you know, we need hits, bring something back. And, you know, next thing you, you, you get is on a rehashed, makes no sense, Right, weird chemistry at the end with the characters. They, they did not know what to do with the sister, how to resolve issues. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right. Yeah, I, def- I can definitely see your vo- viewpoint on that. And not only that, but, you know, this show is going to be coming out in 2000, 2021 in the fall. So that's actually a perfect lineup for, like, around October. Mm. And I also have to agree with you on that, too, though. I did not like the final season of Dexter. I did not like the way that it wrapped up. Mm. And if they actually have it to where maybe he has to travel back to Miami Mm. and everything, and there's some sense of danger of the fact that maybe there's something going on with this kid, and he actually has to come back to Florida. How much do you want to you want to bet is going to have to do something with his son? I believe it does. I mean, it has to involve his son in some way, shape, or fashion. Maybe he actually has some characteristics of Dexter mm. and everything to where he's actually killing, and he has to be a mentor to his son. 
Yeah, yes, it's, it's, that's the thing. Like, how do you jump off? It and and it's so weirdly that you know they really hope they found a solution to bridge off and, and make us accept the situations they're they're presenting to us that is believable and makes sense, but also gives us a fresh start. Almost, I don't know how to how you, you you conclude because his relationship with his sister is so weird. There's this unresolved. Well. Yeah, go ahead. His sister died at the final season, though. But oh yeah, true. It, this is how much I didn't care about the season. Wow. Okay. I <laughs> uh, know the only thing I yeah. remember is Lagorda biting the dust <laughs> and be like, "Yeah, that makes no sense." Okay, that's stupid. Um, but okay, so okay, and then you go into who has the guardianship of the kids, um, which would be, which would be that blonde-haired girl's, uh, which would be Dexter's girlfriend that he ended up was going to try and kill. <sighs> one of the seasons and let her live and then he winded up letting the kid be with her which i found odd yeah and it's, it was so so much of a shoo-in because it's you didn't really believe this character was like i would leave my my kids to this her hands right um yeah you know what now i remember um a bit more of the ending uh, because of your refresh the only way i see it is his son has tendencies and she has no choice but to contact him to you know to see if she, he can be uh his um adoptive father role you know uh and make sure he doesn't get too fucked up exactly that's what i'm thinking though too because mm. where else can you go with this and i like the fact that they waited for X amount of years yeah. to actually bring this back. Because I remember false websites with fake posters and everything, Dexter will return and da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, there's no actual factual information. Mm. But now is a tembalization and the realization of the fact that it's actually reality now. Because uh, first I'm like, okay, it's, it's another false website or whatever. But now we have Showtime reporting this. You have Coming Soon reporting this. You have the Hollywood Reporter reporting this. So, it's actually true. All right. All right. I can't wait to see uh, at least a trailer or something to to, to give me a, a bit of um, a barometer of what we can expect right. and if I'm, I'm feeling the vibe. So, yeah. Can't wait to see what happens, man. All right. All right. So, let's go. What topic do you want to talk about uh... next? Let's go with, yes, uh, Black Adam. Okay. So, I'm kind of curious about this. This is going to be a surprise for me. So, tell me what you discovered with this story. All right. for Okay. So, basically, um, it's starting to advance. It's not like jogging on, uh, on its uh, own spot, you know, and just never advancing. Things are starting to, um, to concrete, become concrete for Black Adam. Uh, they finally... Uh, casted another cast member, which is Sarah Sahi, which appears in Alias, Fairly Legal, Chicago Fire, Person of Interest, City on a Hill. Um, it her character is not identified, it's not, um, you know, this is the main love interest or you know, an important character in the story. But you would think if they leak. Or if they cast a character, they usually start. If if I I don't know, I'm not in production, but they usually start with important roles, especially if it's uh, leaked out. But the thing is, I'm not excited, and I'm actually worried. If this is uh, a main character or a love interest, right, in such a big type of movie, 
I've seen this happen many times. You see Alias, Fairly Legal, Chicago Fire, uh, Person of Interest, and City on a Hill. I'm sorry, Elson Alias and Chicago Fire. I don't know any else of this. And Alias is old, so she's been at it for a long time. I have a feeling they're just casting one of those, like, a good-looking girl that is very empty and doesn't bring any gravitas. She hasn't been casted because she's a... Um, she's a hidden talent. A-list actress. No, 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 n- not A-list actress. I don't mind for that. But if the the role, right. you know, if the actor or actress brings something unique and different to a role, even if they're not known, I like it, right? Uh, because it becomes right. own, his own thing. But we're talking about a TV actress that never broke out, that's been out, at it for a long time. Uh, my gut's saying, you know, she just plugging for a role because she's she's okay playing a very two-dimensional character that's what this is saying to me and you see i'm actually feeling the same way that you do because i don't know anything about those shows that she was on i don't know her acting abilities Mm. and what she can do and if they're going for like the michael bay type of thing with women when it comes to over sexualization in hollywood i'm hoping that they don't go that route i'm hoping that it's not a one-layer note where it's a paint-by-the-numbers kind of character mm. or anything like that. I'm hoping that they actually add some layers to her character to where we can actually care about her character. Yeah. And... No, good. And, you know, I, I respect her for working her way from TV shows to movies. Yeah. But TV acting is different from acting in movies. Don't get me wrong, James Gandolfini also played in The Sopranos, but he also did movies as well, and he was able to do both. Mm. This woman, and also too, with, uh, that also goes for the fact, you know, the women on The Sopranos as well. I'm just using them as an example about how they were able to balance that out. But with her, she hasn't really done any real big acting. So this is actually her first big role in a DC film. So it makes me wonder what they're going to do. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder too. And, then, and that's why I'm, you know, if the full focus is on uh, on Black Adam, right? Uh, and she's very, you know, a side character, it's okay. If it's, she's a bigger character or, you know, a new character and has a big role, um, DC cannot... It, it can't go anymore with um, it's okay, right? The movie was watchable. They need something to stick out. These need something to hit mm-hmm. hard and be like, hey, we're 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 gaining momentum here. Uh, they've been doing it recently. We talked about it before. Uh, it's time to put a stat mark. Having a very generic character just appear because she's cute and she drives the the story forward, but doesn't do anything else is really the wrong move if that is the case because DC's been doing that and they're they're not they weren't doing well so I hope they learned their lesson. And you see that's also another thing though too and for people listening we're not trying to be sexist or anything like that because oh, yeah. this also goes hand in hand with the Shazam character and the villain in the last film with the seven deadly sins he was a very one layer character. And everything to the point where you know it was a paint by the numbers kind of character. So I'm hoping it's not the same way with this. Yeah, one. and it has nothing to do with sex. It's just it, like for any actor, right? right? Uh, be if known or not known uh, for the characters right now, DC needs a hit. So they need to p- 
pick actors that just fit the role, no matter the gender or their purpose. It has to be matched perfectly. Like, for example, Doctor Strange. Even the villain, he was very one-dimensional, but he still brought something Mads Mikkelsen. Every mm-hmm. role, personally, except for like the whole controversy, but I understand why they, they cast it the way they cast it, because for me, it fit. The, it fit the tone of the movie, mm-hmm. the purpose, uh, and there was nothing that they you know, sticked out, personally. Now, mm-hmm. I now you know, if you go on a route of, I don't know, Green Lantern, everything was wrong. <laughs> Everything is just like, yeah, they pit him because she's nice and fluffy and cute, and Ryan Reynolds is, you know, you know, a big name, and he should fit the character. Like the 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 DC has a tendency to go, well, we hope everything goes well, and not like, no, I have a feeling this and this meshes well because we have a philosophy behind it, like we did with Joker, right? Everything was perfect as well in casting, so. Anyways, I'm, we're rambling on, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's not starting out well in my case. All right, so now let's talk about season three of the boys. So I know that you haven't seen the first. Two heard seasons. about it? Heard it's amazing. I'm I, I'm haven't been on the Amazon uh, bandwagon one day or mm-hmm. you know other ways, but right now it's I, I'm trying to finish Cobra Kai. Let's just say that. <laughs> Okay, I can respect you for wanting to finish Cobra Kai. <laughs> I do respect you for that because that is an awesome series. And you know how passionate I am about Oh, yeah, Cobra I'm at Kai. episode eight, but... season two. <laughs> oh, you're almost there. Two episodes yeah. away. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, I love the boys. If you're thinking that you're going to go into the show rooting for the good guys in this show. No, but I, I, I know I own the first, um, uh, first six, uh, publications in a graphic novel form of the <laughs> comics. So I know what they expect, uh, but I heard it surpasses even the, the comics apparently. Oh, dude. Homelander is such a dick. I mean it, it, and he's so dark and twisted it's not even funny when it comes down to the live adaptation of that Mm. on the show but for them to do a third season makes me excited and not only that but we were able to actually get a lot of Billy the Butcher in this Mm. season because of the budget and we were able to actually get a lot more of his story in this and if they actually were able to do this in the Mm. next season to where maybe we get more grounded stuff with some of the mm. other characters on site. I mean, I'm, I'm a diehard fan of the boys. I love the boys. The boys is actually one of my favorite TV series on Amazon aside from mm. hunters. But, you know, as far as that show goes, man, it is fantastic. And then the characters feel so real and everything, especially with Huey. Um, he's actually the standout for me and everything. And I, I, I cannot wait. I'm yeah, sorry. and like what I've gathered the way they did it, it's they they're not they don't apologize. Like the the show doesn't apologize for what it is, right? It's in your face. Uh, and the only thing I'm I'm wondering is are they evolving the story enough not to to, to starting to to stagnate? Like how different is season one from season two? Oh, season. Two is brutal. Mm. Like it is bloody. It is gory. It is in your face. Okay. 
it it adds the flavor of what's where it continually left off mm. from season one. The characters actually okay. grow. Um, yeah, it's actually a more mature show than what we got from season one. It's actually a little bit darker. <laughs> so the only thing that I hope they do is have some sense of danger to some of the characters of the main characters that we actually root for, mm. which is the villains. I'm hoping that we actually have a little bit of danger in this because I'm gonna I'm gonna actually take a quote from John Schnepp. It feels like a cartoon type of thing where there's no sense of danger because a superhero can actually mm. heal you and you know and patch them up. And I want some sense of danger when it comes down. So to basically, what like you're that. saying is this is a comic book show, but with the stakes of Game of Thrones. Yeah, with the stakes of uh, of that, but Game of Thrones was not afraid to kill off their characters. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. But with the boys, they haven't really killed okay. off any of their characters, other than maybe maybe one little side character that was there just for a season or two, and that was it. Not enough to actually make me say that they're risking. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I can't understand. I understand the, uh, the contrary. I thought you meant like uh, like anyone could die type of thing in the show. Okay, well, um, all right. Uh, let's say between I must watch right now to I should watch it eventually to maybe in a couple years. What would you say? Like, how pressing is it for me to watch the show? I'm going to say that it's very pressing. It's very on the nose. It's something that, you know, that people can relate to and gravitate okay. towards. That is is it worth the Amazon Prime yeah. price? Yeah, if that's yeah. what you're asking too, it is worth the Amazon Prime price and the catalog of stuff. Okay, so have. subscriber worthy just for that. All right, so, okay, good to know because, um, yeah, what someone compared it to before, uh, someone I know uh, from work watch it, it said if you like Watchmen from uh, the HBO Watchmen, you're gonna like mm. uh, the boys because it's different, but it's mature like that, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, it definitely has a Watchmen feel to it, even though it's two different types of comic books companies and stuff like that. But it's very mature. It knows what it is. It knows mm-hmm. its target audience. It doesn't mess around. It it knows who to actually feel. All right, of. nice. So, and another show that I'm going to recommend though for you too is Hunters. Yeah, I've heard, I've, I've heard of, about it. It's <laughs> You see that that is one of those things that like oh cool whatever I can but it doesn't really make me want to get Amazon. The boys though is something right. like they they might attract me eventually with that if it gets that good, uh, even more uh, in the future seasons that actually might attract me. But the hunter I've, I'm aware of it. I seen the trailers. It looks good. It looks interesting. I'm probably gonna love it. But it, right now it doesn't seem pressing to me. I understand and. If I were to have to choose between which one that you should subscribe to just for Prime, it would be The all Boys right, Over right. Hunters. Okay. All right. So now we actually have – we can either talk about uh, AMC closing or we can actually talk about Or coming to America. Uh, let's go with um, – or yeah. also my final point if we have time. <laughs> um uh, or okay. uh, let's go for AMC. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I believe I called it on your show a couple of weeks ago. It's the future changing. The future is changing. The yeah, will we have cinemas? Yes. Will it be the same companies that own the cinemas that we'll be watching in the next twenty years? No. Like there might be one or two survivors, but this is changing the whole landscape, and the trickle down effect is starting right now. Right, and you did call it. I remember it. And here's another thing, and I'm going to quote what John Campius said, though, too, because I was actually trying to get a little bit more of a background on it to see what everybody else thought. And, you know, just to, for, uh, here's the thing. I don't understand mm. business lingo the way that I need to understand okay. business lingo. So John Campia actually broke it down a little bit. And basically they've been losing business even yeah. before the pandemic and which we talked about as well and John Campion even brought up the fact that okay what if other businesses what if they try to sell it to other studios and everything is that still too late for them sell off a piece at a time is that just a temporary band-aid or is it too late in the game to change this yeah like uh, I say, it's too late because I'm rereading uh, the Wall Street Journal uh, link you sent. Shares at AMC closed at three dollars and fifty four cents. They're down even more to thirteen percent in uh, a year. Okay, it went down fifty one percent. When you're at that point, you know certain companies go down, then go back up, then gone down. But there's a threshold when you're starting to leak that much. Um, you have to find a a business strategy to transform your company into something else. AMC does not seem like they're transforming into something else. They're trying to grab in, uh, into the safety boat and wish for the best. And uh, when you usually you do that, it, it ends badly. So I think AMC is done. Uh, they're they're holding on to a, a dinosaur of a company that they have to evolve. Uh, if not, you know, someone else can take its place. Right. Another thing, though, too, that Campia actually mentioned, though, too, is the fact that, you know, what if they actually had someone to actually back them? And who would actually want to take that chance at actually doing that? Because it's a big well, risk. Of this fall. is my throwing of thought. Like, what I say, like, evolve or change into something else, right, is basically letting another company using your infrastructures because what they accomplish is they have location, 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 right? They have locations, they have the equipment already. Um, they just have to find a company that has a different way of thinking uh, that can evolve and not just, you know, be in the pres uh, in the, the, the business of movies, but evolve cinema. And for me, those are Amazon, Netflix, and Disney. Um, if they, they're looking for infra infrastructure to start their own uh, cinema company, they can go through to MC to save uh, a lot of the cost of constructing everything. Okay. My, okay. I'm going to actually say this too, because Disney also recently said they're going to be concentrating on streaming as well, but that's mostly dealing with their digital, mostly dealing with original programming and everything, not necessarily mm. their big budget films, because they know that there's no business in actually dropping a 50 million dollar for example movie mm. onto a streaming service yeah yeah but oh, my other question is this and then i'll let you speculate a little bit 
what if they got Apple, which is a billion dollar company, to wind up yeah, helping them? But if you're if you're Apple is like, how can this help me, right? Because I'm venturing, I'm I'm making the first step. Usually, the the companies that make the first move into something brand new, uh, never really, you know, dealt with. But Apple dealt has with. a track record of bringing something new and making it the standard, right? So if there's one company that can do that, it's Apple. Right. But again, how can they benefit from it? Um, yeah, that, that is actually a really good uh, okay. good example. I didn't think of Apple. Okay. Okay. Uh, don't forget, Apple just recently has original programming. Mm. Also original movies as well. So therefore, they can benefit off of that. Not only that, but... Also, too, they can probably still keep the AMC logo, keep everybody mm. at bay, since they're not really savvy within the whole entire movie theater structure. So they can probably do something like that and keep the same employees and everything mm. and say, hey, look, we'll take over. We'll keep the same AMC name. We'll keep your employees. It's just that you guys have to show our movies, our original content. Okay, I, I understand well. where you're going, but if you go into a business philosophy, if you look at different businesses, they all have their own kind of philosophy, right? And Apple, if you think about it, are not mm-hmm. good team players. Meaning, their brand is their brand, and usually they don't they don't usually buy out sure. a company and then use Apple. But you know, you can stay your own. No, it's like Apple is known to be exclusive, known to be not playing with Google or Facebook mm-hmm. or they do their own thing. So if, if they are getting AMC, True. Um, I don't think it fits in their philosophy that, you know, let's help out AMC, here's the money, you can stay AMC, we'll be in the shadows. No, the world domination used to be, you know, before Google used to be no. Apple, just Google found a way to do it better. But it's still kind of their philosophy, like present everywhere. So if they buy it, it's going to be Apple Cinemas, in my opinion. True. That's actually another way of thinking that I didn't think about. So that's actually a pretty smart way of thinking it because they actually mm-hmm. do want to be out front and center. They don't want to be in the shadows like a vampire and be like, you know, I'm going gl- to just keep it in it, 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 So I definitely see your like, point. It, it, if there's a company that w- wants to go in the movie business, but can play well with like other brands and let them keep their own thing, uh, it, the one company that likes transparency—not uh, transparency, being behind the the, the the shadows is Google. If Google wants to go into the movie business, that might work because you know they're they're used to opening a billion th- uh, things and let other people manage it, even though it's not necessarily with the Google brand. Look at Android, right? Uh, I'm using it. I'm using an Android box provided by my TV and internet provider, right? It's not full center. This is a Google, um, Google product, but they're letting Bell use their platform uh, to their advantage. It still stays Bell or eBox, but it's using the Google technology. So they would be more in line. Do they want to be in the movie right. business? That's the question. That's true. You got a point. So let's see here. Do you want to continue this one? Or uh, I drop. I've said my piece. One? I don't know about you. Topic. Okay. I'm I'm good on my piece and everything too. So, um, let's go on ahead and go with yeah. coming to America. Okay. This is this is an interesting too. one. 
it definitely is. It caught me off guard, but it, it's also not a surprise either, especially whenever we look at the pandemic and most streaming services are now going where, okay, coming to America too. We can actually have that and get the rights for it and put it in our catalog. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me mm. because number one, the pandemic, like I mentioned, and you know, I understand, and not only that, but I'm glad for a fact that Amazon wants to take it and wants to actually do dealings with coming to America. Because think of it like this: nobody has to go ahead and pay mm-hmm. a premium for like twenty or thirty dollars mm-hmm. now. They can actually view it and everything, and it's free, basically, if you actually think about it. So that's another thing too. And not, another thing though that I'm actually wondering about. So if they bought the rights to Coming America 2, did they also buy the rights if they do that? Are they going to get it for part one? And does this also involve maybe spinoffs of Coming to America, which I hope not. I'm hoping that this is just it. I'm hoping Coming to America 2 is just going to be the final thing. I mean, it really depends on on the philosophy they have, right? Like, who would have thought? Like, wind back five years, uh, and I would have told you, you know, Cobra Kai would make an amazing TV show. Amazing TV show. And you'd be like, yeah, okay, I can, can see what you mean. But, you know, with the right direction and the right philosophy and, and not just making something to make something, right? But if you have an idea and you you really run with it and it makes sense, um, Karate Kid, uh, the idea m- might have, you know, been flowing for a long, long time and it became in its own world, Right. Coming to America, same thing. It's been a long time since that came out. So there's there's something you can really do with it because there's such a time gap. There's so much history now between the first one and if you do it on today's age that you can, you know, with the right philosophy and the perfect writing for the character, if the person who writes the, the, the movie or the shows um, understands the character, don't discount it. true because um it's all about the delivery mm-hmm. it's all about how it's presented and everything so you know when i saw the previous for cobra kai I- i'm gonna be honest with you mm-hmm. i was like this feels like a straight to dvd release and then you know what turned me on yeah to the, the profit himself of movies <laughs> of tv shows too right because if it wasn't for Christian Harloff from SEM Live having that interview with uh, Crease, the actor who plays Crease, mm. I probably wouldn't have checked yeah, it but out. You need people like that, right? Like the, the, the people who love the shows, have a right. passion for something, and keep preaching about it. At one time, you know, you, you reach people who, who trust in your opinion and they take it, give it a shot because of your opinion and makes you know it, it becomes a cult phenomenon, sure. right? Uh, so, yeah, no, f- honestly, um, it, it, me too, I didn't care. Like, I watched it because of you. I really didn't care. But then you were like, and then I'm on board. So, like with coming America, you never know what's gonna happen. This might be a really good, um, really sure. good uh, idea because you know it's not just on him, right? It's his son. Uh, it's you know honoring his father's dying wish to groom his son to become a new crown prince. So there, you can do something, especially uh, with 
today's day and age of messages, right? Responsibility as someone who is non-white, right? Uh, having like, you know, the weight on your shoulders right. of, you know, creating a, a legacy for any, uh, anyone, white, black, or Asian, uh, it's a lot of pressure, right? So you can relate to your audience and you can really bring something that will connect emotionally mm -hmm. and not just give the black or white, right? That's what Cobra Kai is doing good is it's giving us great. Um, and if coming to America has a philosophy of giving us the gray of the story and not just, you know, comedic purposes, they can do well. I agree with you on that. Now, my question is this, and I'm just kind of, I'm just wondering now, does this actually make you want to sign up for Amazon nope. Prime to watch <laughs> coming to America too? I'll, I'll, I'll wait for people, okay. uh, other people to spend their money and then I'll see <laughs> Okay, well, I have some good news. I'm actually bumming off of a friend. So I would <laughs> that's how I'm watching the boys. Right, so I'll let you know sir. how this is. <laughs> All right. So I'm you know what? I'm gonna go on ahead and oh, move over yeah, to baby. the Matrix. Alright. All right, give me these juicy details. Give me some of your sweatiness for Okay, this. well, I'm basically, it's saying that Matrix 4, uh, there's no, like, story details. We're, we're, this is this is in the dark. Like, And this is what I want from a Matrix. I don't want to know anything. I want to, you know, have a um, an idea of, like, the style and everything, but I don't want details. But this is going into the technology side of it. Um, we all know that Matrix changed the game, okay? 99 was the year... That, like Star Wars did for science fiction, Matrix did for sci-fi action. It, you know, pushed the technology, pushed the philosophy of what you can show on screen to a whole new level. And that's what they're claiming, that Matrix 4 is going to change the industry again. That scares me. That honestly scares me. Because that... You know, in the first Matrix, you didn't get a message before that, hey, guys, we're working on something amazing. All right, cool. It did change the game. But this time, I'm, I'm having a feeling that, you know, they need something to, to, to stand out because the story wasn't just enough in the first, second, and third. No, first one, yes, but second, third, it went to a left turn that no one really cared about. So I'm afraid they're relying on let's change the game again and let's announce it to get people excited about it. But once you get to it, you're like, oh, okay, this is cool, but, you know, that's it, you know, or it's cool, but what about the mythology, you know? So I, I, I'm not getting too excited. If it is the case, they find a way to blow my mind, cool. But I don't like it when they announce it like that uh, because it makes me wary of, like, you know, what's their strategy? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I want to be surprised. Now I'm expecting to have my mind blown. Yeah. Right. It makes that overhype and everything, which I'm going to use Shia LaBeouf's thing with the tattoos and everything for mm -hmm. the tax collector as an example. Because mm -hmm. him getting those tattoos didn't mean shit. I'm gonna be honest with you. It was like he was just—he wasn't mm. up front and close and center like I thought he was mm. gonna be. He was more like a side character. So I'm hoping with this news that this does not become like a Shia LaBeouf moment where, you know, 
it's just going to be the same technology or something like that. Where it's just not going to yeah, be up on the center. You're, you're touching a bit back. like what, what I'm saying. Um, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll push even further because um, there's a difference between your, you have an amazing idea and you know how to push it. And, and you have this image in your head that you, you want to translate, but nothing is available uh, technology-wise to give you that image on screen so you have to invent that technology that's what the first uh first one felt like with the whole uh, rotation right she or he now uh, mm-hmm. he or she i should say um they uh got an image in their head and they created it this one i i have a feeling or i hope not is we gotta get something so let's where's the technology at now what can we do with this new technology that not always it doesn't always translate but if you have this idea and this this thing you want to really explore and then you you're forced to find the technology then sometimes that works a bit more in my opinion right my question is this did they mention anything in the article no okay look oh it's pretty sure for certain things let me just see um Remember all those years when this title movie called The Matrix came out and basically redesigned the action film? Well, come December of 2021, it seems that Neo and company will be up their old ways with The Matrix 4, a film that is designed to change the cinematic landscape once more. See, a film that is destined to um, change the cinematic landscape once more. It feels like the studios say, hey, look, push on the fact that it's going to be amazing, right? Uh and at least that's what star Jessica Henwick told comicbook.com in a recent interview. There are definitely moments on set where Yaya, Abu, Mateen 3, and I look at each other and we just go, Matrix 4, those pinch me moments. You know, so did this guy in news when we heard the Justice League, everyone stood up in the production uh, meetings after watching the movie and, you know, just clapped and cheered mm-hmm. and everything, and the movie was completely utter bullshit. So, uh, yeah, this this feels like a fluff, man. <laughs> and that's mm. actually how I feel now, too, in all honesty. Because if I had that moment of whenever I saw Battlefield Earth, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch moment? And that's also the same moment that I had when I watched Justice League. And I watched The Matrix 4 hoping for this grand thing of, oh, it's going to yeah. bend and shape and mold the new, the new age era. I I don't think yeah, so. It, That's going to be another what the fuck moment. It, it feels like this 50-year-old <laughs> guy with the watch. same car and, you know, saying, you know what? Um, I had the best pickup lines. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> I had the best. So, Jay Leno. Thank you. Now I have Jay Leno's chin in my head. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's like Jay Leno saying, hey, I had the best pickup lines eighteen when I was 18, right? I'm going to redefine picking a pickup lines because it worked so well for me before. And then just, you know, gets laughed at or gets a girl who's 18 that just wants his money, right? Uh, so, look, man. Uh, Yes, it, it, right. it's good. I hope they can push it, and I I want to be surprised. But this feels like what we've seen multiple times before. Mm. Like this is gonna change everything, and like, yeah, I didn't. Right, and that's also another thing, though, too, because I was thinking the same thing with James Cameron whenever he ended up making yeah. the new technology for Avatar. 
And now he's saying that he mm. actually has new technology for these other Avatar films. And it's like, okay, so are we just repeating the same process again? Are we doing the same pattern, the same formula as the original? Or are we doing something that's going to actually benefit us later on that other studios can actually benefit from? Mm. Because if you remember Dracula 2000, after the Wachowskis made The Matrix, mm. everything started yeah. being, being like The Matrix. Yeah. Uh, anyways, look, let's you know? cross our fingers. The one thing that came out of this that I found interesting, though, I would have to refine it as a small, small detail, but it kind of says everything. Um, where is it? Uh, I'm on. Uh, I'm on Coming to America Two right now. Uh, give me a second. <laughs> yeah, I don't so they're gonna cross universe, crossovers that shouldn't be. That's one of them. All right. Um, <laughs> wow, I need glasses. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, the film will also star newcomers Priyanka Dropra, Jessica Henwick, Neil Patrick Harris, Toby on Wermere, and names I won't even try to pronounce. Mm-hmm who is rumored to be playing a young Morpheus. Now, this is the very, what the fuck part? We have a young Morpheus, but we have Keanu Reeves, Carrie-Anne Moss, a Jada Pinkett-Smith reprising their roles. So how can you have characters of the same age or like a future timeline, but have a young, um, you know, a younger version of, the, of a character we've seen before come back is he coming back from the machine world? That's also another thing, though, too. What happens is like a prequel mixed in with the Matrix, where there's like a glitch inside the system where mm-hmm. something winded up, jump, you know, maybe like a jump drive or something. Like, I'm just using it as an example. Some type of glitch to where. I, the two worlds is it, the, the, and that's the cool thing with Matrix you can do anything right there's, there's, especially with the technology evolved and AI uh, really became um, a social matter now right back in 99 we weren't talking about like you know you know, James Cameron wasn't saying like you know Terminator is not that far off you know uh, could be a thing it's called Google people <laughs> right. um, now that wasn't a, a factor in 99, right? Now it is. So there's so much you can do. The thing is, are they going to achieve it in a way that actually translates? Because they have really interesting ideas. But the second and third one kind of showed that translation is not always easy. All right. No, definitely not. Um, so I'm, I, I have nothing else to say on this one, you? Uh, no, right. not at all. <laughs> I think I'm pretty much done with that one. Um, so let's go into your speculation. Yes. Piece. All right. So basically, I challenge my man, Mr. John, uh, to think about what else should, uh, what movie should deserve the Kobakai treatment, meaning uh, continuing the story with the same actors, but not rehashing it. Like we see, like not make it feel like a reunion piece, like a sitcom um, comebacks we've seen on Netflix, right? But do it at like Cobra Kai that really advances the story, uses new generations, new stories that won't repeat a hundred percent the original, but really make it into its own thing while keeping the essence of the original movie. 
Um, you mind if I start with my own pick? All right, this movie blew my mind. Yeah, sure, go rocked ahead. Rocked my world in a very macabre way. Uh, it was unique, different, dark as hell. So you're not getting the happy, you know, Cobra Kai treatment, but the same philosophy of you know just advancing the story. My choice would be seven. You have Morgan Freeman's character pass oh. away, or very he's not active anymore, and you have, um, you know, Brad Pitt's character playing a bit more like the Morgan Freeman, the old vet. He's at an age now that. He's seen it all. Okay, his his first real introduction to the dark side effed them up and became someone else twenty years after, right? Um, and now you get this youngster, a bit like in his position, that comes in. What you don't do is you rehash the seven sins or go in that like stereotypical. Let's do something you know biblical, or whatever, with with the killer. But you just bring the character that world back, and you show up. <laughs> a different side of an effed up killer or an effed up world. And the repercussions that the first movie had on Brad Pitt's character that, you know, the PTSD of like having a girlfriend's uh, head in a box of a guy you killed after you you have therapy, you know, (laughs) there's something to do with that. Right. I like that concept. I really do. I think that would be actually something that I would actually want to watch on, uh, on Netflix, to be honest with you, I can definitely mm. see Brad Pitt, who's emotionally damaged from losing his wife, and then also to losing his old partner exactly. that actually helped him to get to where he is. So I can definitely see that. Yeah, and, and you know, you ca- cast the, the right young actor to play alongside with him uh, that really, you know has that puppy dog or has that like I can you know do anything uh, vibe of it we got with Brad Pitt and be too eager to to try to solve um uh, uh, solve a a mystery or solve a murder without really understanding the consequences of pushing too hard into into the darkness of the world uh and Brad Pitt seeing again uh, the events of what happened in the first one repeat, but in a new form, right? There's so much psychological stuff you can do with that. And you can honestly kind of give a redemption to the fans of like shows like that, like uh, uh, Dexter. You know, we, we all love, uh, in a way, serial killer stories. They're fascinating, right? But it was done almost cliched wise. This, you can have it very down to earth and very interesting without being campy, you know? I, I agree with you and everything. I think that, I think that actually could actually work and a 2020 mm. world. I think that could actually and, be a really oh, good You know what? I just got a casting idea uh, for the young person and, and relating with the 2020, um, you know, themes a bit. Uh, again, I forgot the names, uh, the, the actor's name. I've been watching the show uh, a bit after uh, we talked about the news, but uh, the actor who got casted for Kang and the one who's in Lovecraft Country. Yeah, oh, uh, that actor is brand new, but he has very, very good emotional range. And you put him in, you know, something with today's climate, but with also the darkness of Seven and the awesomeness that is Brad Pitt, that would work. 
Oh, I, I, I would hands down go see that. <laughs> or also get the actor who did Get Out. Oh, yeah, I know get, you also played the Black Panther. Uh, get that actor. actor. He, he does about. damage very well, too. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can definitely see him being something like that, though, too. Maybe he can actually be like the no, no. I, I was talking about the Brad Pitt, like the the, the brand new detective that doesn't understand. Or... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah both I, examples I, were was for definitely. like the detective character for the killer. Good lord, who plays good killers these days? <laughs> um, there's always actors up there that play the same thing, right? <laughs> you know what? Give him a redemption story. Um, there. There's an actor that I really loved. He give him give us a young uh, serial killer too. Um, I, give me a second. I'm just gonna find his name. I won't be long. So. Okay. Cast. <laughs> uh, <actors laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, he played in The Amazing Spider-Man as, um, you know, as Harry Osborn, Dane DeHaan. He, he plays <laughs> creepy. He plays like, you like don't know that. what's behind his eyes, right? He can be a very good, you know, he can portray the the respectful, classy person. But you know, behind those eyes, something bad is brewing, right? Just with his stare. Uh, and Dane DeHaan would personally, uh, I would like to see him back because he deserves a shot. And something that is not, you know, aim for teens now, or like, you know what I mean, like comic book world or something flashy, uh, like his other movies, but something more gritty and almost like true detective season one feel to it, you know, would really work with him for As the Killer. Hello? Oh, oh, hello? Hey. Okay. All right. Until, where do you stop hearing? <laughs> something that was gritty. Yeah, something that's gritty, almost like True Detective Season 1 feel uh, with, with the World 7, and him as the bad guy, that would work. Okay. Yeah, that would actually definitely work, to be honest with you. Because I can see uh, him what, adding those layers. Yeah. What's yours? Okay, so... I'm actually going to do something comical. Okay. And it's an 80s movie. And it's Furious Bueller's Day Off. Holy shit. That's a good pick. All right. Yeah, that that I see working. And this time, the roles are reversed. It's actually the son now, or maybe the grandson, since, you know, Ferris is actually up in age. It's actually the grandson and everything that they're actually having to watch. But they Mm -hmm. actually, it's kind of like an Uncle Buck situation to where he has to go over to their house and actually try and take him to get him to school and all that stuff. Mm. And so anyways, he does take him to school. But the catch is, once he leaves, of course, they're going to play hooky. He takes off his, he doesn't have a driver's license, so we can't really get around. Okay. There's Uber now. Mm. He calls up an Uber driver. And he gets his friends in on it and everything. He ends up 
paying off all everybody and stuff like that too. Like he does little bribes here and there where he's going to do somebody's homework or he winds up getting tests and stuff like that. And also too, he's and that's actually his version of having a day off. Okay, uh, I like that. But one thing that hit me though, like that sounds like a good season one, right? Well, with Cobra Kai, the the story evolves. So, how would you make it evolve? Like past, like the first uh, Beauty's Day Off was very like his that day, right? Right. Uh, so, if you show like that year off, let's say, if we're gonna translate it in the season almost or that week off. Uh, that of you know going and doing things he shouldn't, uh, and uh, you know Ferris Bueller is trying to search for him or going after him. What what do you do to expand the mythology afterwards, though? Right, and that's the key question. So you would actually can actually do it one or two ways. You can actually do a spin off of his friends and do it that way. Okay. That if there's actually enough storytelling within that universe for his friends to actually do it, you know? Okay. And what's the second and, one? Okay. And my other one that I would actually do is probably do an old Robert Downey Jr. movie with uh, that came out. And it's The Usual Suspects, I think it is. Or it's with Woody Harrelson in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would actually go on ahead and have the roles reverse where, okay, it's actually somebody else now that's actually in the role of Robert Downey Jr. in a sense. And Robert Downey Jr. is actually explaining to him what he went through with this uh, serial killer mm. and the stuff that he went through during the interview process and things like that. And the key things not to do, the key things to do to where the serial killer won't get in his head. Okay, yeah. Um, now it, it's good because that's what's good about using uh, suspects, right? Because they're all their own character. They're very, you know, different all each other, and they really stood out. So you can really get another type of like character actors and bring something new with feeling at the same time the usual suspect um, feel of it, right? right. Um, so I like that. Uh, by the way, going back to uh, to your original idea, Ferris Bueller. Um, I, the more I think about it, there's actually something you can do with it. Uh, you okay. do the, the the season one if you're going to Cobra Kai right, way, right? So really expanding on the human side, the reality of consequences. You have that first season, which is your, his week off of doing everything and you know living the life and spending the money of other people, not caring and and everything. But season two, it's a season of consequence. His dad lets him go to juvie or go to the disciplinary house, right? Um, because that's what was done to him. Because uh, we we never really, if I'm not mistaken, knew the consequences uh, afterwards after he did all that, right? Maybe that's what he went through and it got him on the right path. So then you see his son's or his grandson's journey in juvie or in the reform house of his um, his uh, exploration of why he did what he did on the first season. That's actually a pretty interesting concept. And another thing, though, too, what happens if he does get caught in the first season and he gets grounded and then it opens up a whole new door for him to read and you're not going to have to rehash anything? You can just act like he can actually uh, get away with playing hooky again, mm -hmm. just in a different way, especially in today's technology world. 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's just the, the, the more we push this idea, the more we can find something and we'll, we'll become rich and because we sell the idea. So uh, let's talk after the show, John. <laughs> okay, Paramount, if you're listening to this, we want rights to Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Frenchie needs his rights. I think it might be Universal with WB. He wants his rights to seven. So, you know, call us up and everything and we'll work out the details yeah as you know because we're, we're that important uh no uh <laughs> all right uh we're hitting the an hour mark my john so unless yeah we are is there anything else you want to add uh no i think that's pretty much it i do want to actually touch base with us doing a horror movie review i know that we were talking about creature from black lagoon before Fail. but we're not it right so, are you okay with the house on Haunted Hill? Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I don't remember watching it. If I did, it's like, you know one of those movies you just pop on on TV while you're doing cleaning because you need just sound, right? right? Um, so, I have a feeling that's one that kind of movie I've never really yeah. paid attention. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested of visiting uh, it and see as a first-time viewer if it's... You know, if it stand if it stands the test of time, right? Because we are going to be doing the original black and white one, version of this, yeah. Which Vincent Price yeah. is in, by the way, not the remake. And I can actually compare the remake to the original because I actually have the remake in my head. I actually remember scenes from the remake. All right, so uh, I I can barely remember the meet remake, so I'll, I'll leave that up. All right, <laughs> and you can ask me questions on that as well. So we're gonna do that. Um, another thing, though, I want to mention is my friend Michael and I are actually gonna be doing a Hoobie Halloween episode uh, for the new Adam Sandler uh, movie. Yeah, I was gonna say okay, that, that name told me something. Yeah, right. we're doing a review on that, <laughs> and that's gonna be interesting. That's all I'm gonna say about that yeah interesting <laughs> interesting does not sound good to me right the way you said it, it it's like how was your date it was interesting, interesting. it's never it's never a good thing john the the funny thing is he loved the movie so you're gonna have a whole entire aspect to this whole entire review so all right sounds good. then sunday i'm having tamika and radimus on the show radimus's wife is actually going to be on the show we're going to be reviewing Hocus Pocus. And then I think it's going to be Monday when you're going to be back on, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's work is crazy. Right. So we usually set things up on the, on the day of John. Uh, we'll, we'll see okay. on the day of day this week or next okay. week. Okay. <laughs> and where can everybody follow you at? All right, but it's pretty simple. I am Louis the French Monette from Schmoza North. Look, Schmoza North, we do multiple things. Uh, right now, we're strong on YouTube at Schmoza North. If you love Schmodown, uh, if you know what it is, go down and check. We have interviews with the competitors of this awesome movie trivia sport, and we also do match reviews um, every week. And also, right now, um, I've decided season one of the audio podcast of Schmoza North is done. I'm starting back season two very soon, uh, and your interview will be the first show to pop in in season two. Okay. Uh, at the same time of relaunching maybe two other new shows, we shall see. But we have a lot of content already on Schmoza North. Uh, go check that out on our uh, Apple podcast or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Okay. And guys, I just want to say this. If you guys want to donate to the show, just to keep the lights on. And if you want digital giveaways and stuff like that for movies, 
and I want to give back to my fan community, go to www.buymeacoffee.com. Get me jacked up on some coffee. If you guys can't, if you can't, I totally understand because of this pandemic's got everybody in a clinch. I totally understand that. Another thing too, guys, if you want to go in for your movie news stuff and articles and things like that, we actually have a movie news website now for all your entertainment needs. It's called www.movieloversunite.com. And of course, you guys can also listen to this podcast on every platform that you can actually think of. Ray actually just got onto Amazon Music, so go on in and check us out there as well. Another thing, too, we also have a Pinterest, Movie Lovers TV Loves Unite. We also have a, a page as well on Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Loves Unite and all those other social media outlets that you can actually reach us on. It's been a pleasure having you on again, sir. It's always a pleasure to have you on. All right, but it's been a pleasure, as always, on my part to be on. And until next time, bonsoir. Bye-bye, everybody.